This week on The Uncommon Truth, we're continuing our series on the main teaching points of Stephen Vicky's ministry with a discussion about living in the likeness of Jesus. It might seem straightforward for Christians to want to imitate Jesus, but is that really the goal of Christianity? Are we really supposed to look, sound, and act just like him? Or is that just like spiritual extra credit? Join us to find out. Here's what you can expect. The origin of the term Christian was that these people met and everybody was were dazzled by them. They, their behavior was so different. Their behavior was so um, completely set apart. They, they truly were set apart for a holy purpose. They were praying, they were worshiping, they were healing people, they were having miracles. But more than that, in their own character, they were giving what they had away. Mm. They were laying their life down as though they expected Jesus to come back tomorrow. And that, you know, they just trusted him for everything. And the people watching called them Christians. And the word means little anointed ones. And and it was they began to call them Christians and then so they began to call themselves Christians. And and the, but when the Holy Spirit came in Acts, you see their life totally transformed. And everybody called them Christians because they just look they probably remind them a lot of Jesus, you know, and, and his legacy. Or or a lot of people back then were eyewitnesses and all these apostles. Um, then j- just changed intrinsically from the Holy Spirit being on them, right? Maybe they became even more in us like this. So it's it's like the power, power that Jesus carried Correct. came on them. Yes. Mm. You're listening to The Uncommon Truth, a podcast about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. The Uncommon Truth is a podcast produced by the Father's House Church of Orville, California, and is available wherever podcasts can be found. If you missed an episode or want to share the show with a friend, visit UncommonPodcast.com. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please take a second to leave us a review. That helps us climb the charts so more people can find out about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. If you want to give us your feedback, you can email the show at UncommonTruthPodcast at gmail.com, and we'll try to feature your questions and comments in an upcoming episode. Finally, if you're looking to learn more about the Father's House Church, School of Transformation, or Life Recovery Ministries, visit fathershouseoroville.com. And now let's get into The Uncommon Truth. Welcome to The Uncommon Truth. My name is Max. I'm here, as always, mostly, with Steve and Vicki Orsillo, Senior Pastors of the Father's House Church. Hello. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. I'm wearing an obnoxious green shirt. You are a wearing green. Very green. I, are you green with envy? I am. Okay. I am. Good. Yes, I am not wearing anything. That Has anybody tried to pinch you today? I no. hope so. And what happened to them? My celebration of St. Patrick is to go back to who he was and what he said, and not this four-leaf clover leprechaun right. drunk fest. Well, that's not what it is here. <laughs> or Green Fest. Green Fest. It has nothing to do with green. He was quite, I was reading his quotes today, and I was actually very shocked at he was the a quotes Jesus about, man. about Jesus. And, and mm. um, I was shared before the program, it's like, his, he was no joke. He loved Jesus, and he, I think his love looked like something. And it's kind of interesting, like you said, Seems how like it became it, yeah. all this other hyperbole. Yeah. yeah, I actually, I lived in Ireland for a while. I studied, you did. studied and played rugby there, and wow. I climbed the mountain that he supposedly banished the snakes from Ireland on. That's what he did. And uh, yeah. <laughs> and there was a little there's a little church at the top and we climbed we got a late start climbing this mountain called Croke Patrick. And every year they do uh, on St. Patrick's Day the the widows do and nuns do a 
shoeless hike up this mountain. They hike up without shoes and it's just straight like granite rocks. It's just straight rocks, no dirt or anything, just over these rocks. And it was hard enough for me to do without, without like actually with shoes on. So I was wondering why they the, would do the that. The dedication it was, cool. it was just dedication. It was their dedication yeah, to God. Amazing. It is amazing. Yeah. So anyway, happy St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, if you're listening, it's not St. Patrick's Day anymore. We're recording a little bit early, but that's all right. If you're watching on YouTube, which you can do, you can see my cool green, green. shirt. Oh, too. And you can see that Steve and Vicky are not wearing green, but you guys no. are pretty stylish, so yes. it's good. <laughs> Looking good. Yeah. I have green eyeshadow on. You have green eyeshadow? Well, I have green eyes. You're, okay. You there you go. Eyes. I didn't think you would question me. I was, it was, yeah. I was just making light. So yeah. I thought, well, I better be honest. <laughs> cool. Well, we're uh, we're going to be talking about this is our adventure of being with Vicky. <laughs> yeah, that's what keeps you young, right, Steve, or makes you grow old? Well, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 Max. Yeah, <laughs> he always says about yeah. Moses. The last few weeks, he was saying about Moses and his hair turning white, and everybody in the audience was like, "Well, you're halfway there. Huh. It's just yep. going from the bottom up, <laughs> right? With your beard." I was there anybody so that uh, I guess I relate to? Uh, was it Elijah or Eli- I think it was Elijah who? When the young people laughed at him being bald, and then she bears came and attacked them. Elisha. Eli- that was Elisha. Yes. Okay. So then, whenever the kids at the learning center or my own children start making fun of me being, uh, as my daughter Arrow would say, a bald head, <laughs> bald head, then I warn them about the she bears. Oh, that's awkward. So. Oh my goodness, you you. You warn a four-year-old little girl about she bears. I warned the coming older out of the ones. wood and mauling her. And for the listening audience, oh the, my the older one's five. Yes. Yeah, she will be five yeah. in the next week. Um, or do two. not try this at home. <laughs> right, she bears. Yes. My kids think bears are teddy bears, so oh, okay. okay. So we're we're talking. Uh, we're following our series. This is season two, and we've been going all over the the tenants that you founded the Father's House Church on. And if you haven't, if you haven't been following season two, this is episode 11, uh, yeah, 11. And we did a few in between. There's 10 points and we're finishing up next week. But this week we're talking about the point live in his likeness. Mm -hmm. Um, so what does that, what does that mean? Just like overview what's live in his likeness. Just being Jesus in the world where I go, he goes, my hand, my hand touches what he touches my voice speaks his word but more than that it's me becoming like him in in response in love in sacrifice in teaching just becoming more like jesus whether i can lay hands on the sick like he did or heal them all like he did or make you know 12 baskets left over for thousands of people from a small basket whether i can do those things or not is yet to be seen in my life, but right now, today, I'm just on a journey of becoming his twin, right? Mm. Which is really the definition of disciple. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus said, if you are my disciple, you'll do this and that. If, you, if you're my disciple, you'll know this. If you're, you know, and he says it a lot, expecting people to be his disciple, meaning follow him and imitate him. And it's uh, through time, all the way until modern times, disciple always meant imitator. Wow. Someone who imitates someone else. And so to be the disciple of Jesus Christ is imitate him. And so that's that's what, you know, that's what I believe, you know, this this being in his likeness means, right? It's good. Yeah, I think that's a great overview. It um, It's like, do, do people know it, when, that meet you that you are an, a replica or a twin? Do, you know, do they know that you're a Christian without wearing the T-shirt? 
do they know by your life, you know? Does, does Jesus come near when, when I come near to people? And I think that's being in his likeness in every mm. moment. It's, you know, it's not a sweat, sweatshirt we put on enough. It's every day, every moment. And when we don't, we're not in his likeness, we need to make sure we apologize for not being in his likeness, mm. being a bad replica. Mm. Yeah. I, I wrote a book called In His Likeness. It's a short book, right? It's a short, and, and I'm, I really, when I read it, I am dazzled by it because I believe it came from the Lord. And I am dazzled by it, but but it's a short book, and and since I wrote it, even it's like the the expansion of that idea is mm-hmm. so daily, it's so always. Uh, you haven't seen your last circumstance that you need to stretch in to be like Jesus. Mm-hmm. You haven't met your last person that's either challenging or blessing or crowds. I mean, there's just so many different circumstances and opportunities Good. that challenge your ability to to allow yourself to what would Jesus do kind of response yeah well even like when i think about being called christians now today we call ourselves christians like i can i i go and tell people i'm a christian and people tell me they're a christian and it's sort of a title we give ourselves right but that's not really the the origin of the term christian right no the the origin of the term christian was that these people met and everybody was were dazzled by them they their behavior was so different their behavior was so um, completely set apart. They they truly were set apart for a holy purpose. They were praying, they were worshiping, they were healing people, they were having miracles. But more than that, in their own character, they were giving what they had away. Hmm. They were laying their life down as though they expected Jesus to come back tomorrow. And that, you know, they just trusted him for everything. And the people watching called them Christians. And the oh. word means little anointed ones. And, and it was, they began to call them Christians, and then so they began to call themselves Christians. And that was simply little anointed one, right? The, a small version of the anointed one. Mm. They were preaching about this guy that came. They were telling him about Jesus, that he came from heaven, that he lived on earth, died, resurrected, and they watched him go back, that he beat death, came back, all the stories. And so uh, we are a little version of this anointed one. Mm. And we have an anointing. It isn't quite what he had, but it, we're, we're, we're on the road. We're, we're building on this thing. And I think um, we've talked about it before, but when, when the change came for the, for the apostles was when the Holy Spirit came on them in the upper room and their whole character, their whole drive to become more like Christ. I think it be, before the Holy Spirit came, it was hit and miss for them. You know, they made some real bad decisions and, um, Christ was with them, and I don't think there, it, it was as necessary to be little Christians, little Christ. And, and the, but when the Holy Spirit came in Acts, you see their life totally transformed. Hmm. And everybody called them Christians because they just look, they probably remind them a lot of Jesus, you know, and, and his legacy. Or, or a lot of people back then were eyewitnesses, and all these apostles um, then j- just changed intrinsically from the Holy Spirit being on them, right? They, be, they became even more in his likeness, so it's, don't you think? It's like the power power that Jesus carried Correct. came on them. Yes. Mm. But when they really, they, they began to be, you know, get real was when they saw him resurrected. It really wow. affected them. Mm-hmm. And then, so they saw him. And it, they were in this mystery point, this, this awe-inspired point. Mm. And he's talking to them, and it's, I mean... Something's going on here. Yeah. But then the Holy Spirit came upon them. It's like Jesus. It's like Vicky said, that the the power that Jesus carried suddenly became accessible. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And they they really did. You know, 
um, have it more than I have it. They, they certainly demonstrated things more than I did. Correct. But what I see that they don't have more than me is the access to the fruit of the Spirit. Um, so many of those things. It's just so the fruit of the Spirit is mine if I take it. It's mine if I hold on to it. Just as much as it was theirs. In my opinion. And so is the healing and everything else. But but obviously, uh, I don't, I, I just, in honesty, I'm, I'm in pursuit of that all my life. And, and I have not arrived in that. Somehow, we bought into a world system that has lied. We just, we just bought into a world system. And there's been so many. I don't want to try to complain or criticize. There's just a world system of Christianity that kills faith. Hmm. And I... And I confess, you know, I got caught up in it for years of my life where maybe I bought into a, it only takes a few to, to dilute your faith. Mm -hmm. It's like diluting your faith and it's like making the stream dirty of faith. And so, um, the disappointment, you pray for a friend, he dies, and then you just begin to build upon that with more disappointments in prayer and power. And pretty soon you stop believing in prayer power. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I confess, you know, that I, I have struggled with that in this pursuit after this, incredible likeness of Jesus Christ. And so, but I haven't given up. I mean, I, I struggled back. I got beat down a little bit. And over these last, you know, many years, I've, I've been fighting back and coming back and I've seen a lot of healings and I'm, you know, but I haven't seen all the ones I wanted. I haven't seen the most important two that I wanted or three, you know, my son with Down syndrome and, and quite a few of his ailments. I mean, I, I accept he has Down syndrome, but he has a lot of other things like gout and hernias and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I can't, I haven't been able to heal those things for him. And my granddaughter died on, you know, a slow death while we prayed for her. And my best friend and, and associate pastor, Jordy Mumby, he passed away. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was a slow, we had plenty of time to get it right. And, and, and we, I don't know, I, I don't know all of those things. All I know is it doesn't happen for me the way Jesus said it should. And so I'm still on a journey to be refined, refine his fire, he's heal like my wrong thinking, become more teach like me him. what line upon line to become more like his twin. Mm -hmm. I am falling short of being his twin. I'm a lot more like him than I was, and I'm going to be more like him than I am. Tomorrow. And I'm just going to keep that. I'm going to keep reaching for the prize mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good. and, and hoping and, and not let those failures and those disappointments. I mean, we might find out it was his will for them to pass and I'm pretty sure it was, but we also might find out he would have accepted if we could have, our faith could have helped him, you know. Mm. But I just, I just don't know those answers, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that think they know the answers, and I just don't. And I'm, I'm not, but I know who has them, and I know who's going to teach me and lead me, and that's him. So I'm going to keep pressing in. I'm going to mm. keep pressing in. That's good. Because it's what Christianity is. It's follow me and imitate me and, and what you see me do, do. And... And this is Jesus. This is his, this is, you know, he had those guys follow him for three years, told them to go out and get us and have us follow them and, and learn what it is to hear Jesus and then let it transform us into born again creatures hmm. made brand new. So what, what about this, like following, being a disciple, being a twin, a copy of Jesus? What about that had to be, just had to be part of the top 10 of this is what the Father's house is going to be about when you're starting? Well, in, in my opinion, you call yourself a Christian. It says, it says be like Jesus. It's right in the title. I mean, that's the word. I am Christian means I am a person being refined in his likeness. That's what the word means. I mean, it's hmm. a little version of him. And I, and I clearly see that. 
and I see all the things in my life that are different than what he did, well, I face different. I face a completely different world with jet travel and cars and houses and you podcasts, know, just, uh, electricity, Podcast electricity and televisions and all the many, many things that are different, uh, promiscuity and all those things. So it's a different world, but it, it should apply the same principles that he applied. And so the very word means it has to be in the top 10. I mean, it honestly is the one, top one. one. Listen to Jesus and follow Jesus and, and imitate Jesus are... That, that's what a Christianity is. And uh, people want to make it a lot of different things, but it really should be these things. And I think, I think you, you know, the reason, like you said, you put it in the title, I think also for me it is probably the one, one of the greatest um, divots in, in Christianity and Christians I see is that they're not aiming at that mark. And, they, and on the hurt in the church, in my opinion, now this is a generalization, is that, that leaders have not come in his likeness. They come in their likeness, or they come in his likeness on Sunday, but not Monday. Or you know, so it, it would it helps us be try to be authentic. It helps us not to be hypocrites. You know, coming in his likeness. I don't think I don't think anybody ever said about Jesus, "You're such a hypocrite," you know, because he was a standard. Yeah. And I don't think they probably said it about it. Their apostles, they hated him. People hated him, and the people of faith hated him. But it wasn't because they were genuine and they were in his likeness. They're just it's, that's what Jesus said that if they hated me, they'll hate you. But we don't want to, we don't want to cause that and fabricate it by not being in his likeness. So it's it's the um, target we want to really shoot at. I think it's a very mm. important target to be to be like him. Yeah, and I think throughout his life, uh, three year ministry with these guys, he taught them really cool stuff. You know. It's like he well he didn't teach anything. Oh no, he did. He did too. He said, "Don't sit at the chief seat. Sit at the low seat." And many times he said, "Well, why would you do that? Isn't that what the heathens do? Why wouldn't you do the opposite? Money. Like lend money and don't expect it to be repaid. Um, when you're coat. given talents, uh, you know, invest it for the kingdom, not for you, mm-hmm. for the king. Uh, when you." Um, Give it, give it. If you, your brother asks you for to go, a oh, mile, go oh yeah. Miles. If he asks for your shirt, give him your coat. If he asks you to go a mile, go too. If he slaps you in the face, turn your yeah, cheek. I mean, he correct. told him a lot of things that he said. You do these things, and make sure you forgive your brother, and make sure you don't make final determination for anybody. Don't tell them they're going to hell. Don't decide who goes to hell and heaven. Don't try to play God in this and the final yeah. decider, the judge. Just make sure you do these things and 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 he was telling them how to demonstrate him how to in how to likeness. get their attention as being something different well when the when the people around him started calling him christians it was because they noticed something different come on hmm. they called him the way and then later they called him the christians and and it just stuck i mean it was it's the perfect description of what christians should be so every church in their original description of what they want to become or what they what they're striving to live like ought to be Imitate Jesus. Jesus, follow Jesus, look like Jesus, look like Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, in him, in his likeness should be absolutely on the marquee of every uh, church's discipleship program. Yeah. Be like Jesus, mm-hmm. merciful, kind, sacrificing, giving, telling the truth, warning people what the truth is. If you if, if you do these things, this is how my heavenly father will deal with you. Don't do those things, man. I'm telling you, stay back off the line. Drop the mm-hmm. chalupa. Move away. Get back, Jack. You know, the whole deal. Mm-hmm. Jesus was very straightforward. And so that's why it's our top ten. And that's that's why it's one of one of my top one, two, threes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just my everyday Absolutely. journey is to keep my eye on that prize. Be like Jesus. Because the whole world is trying to tell us, the whole Christian world is trying to tell us that God loves us. Well, I asked the first time, first conference I was in, I said to this girl, I said, 
I, I'm just stunned by this, that the, we're talking so much about God loves us. I mean, is that something you needed? Is that something you doubted? And, and they, well, yeah, and I was marveling that. So I, maybe I'm a, maybe I'm an odd duck, but well, it was like all of you, all of you, all of you <laughs> doubted that God loved you. I go, and they said, well, don't you? I go, well, no, I, I saw the cross when I was very young. And I saw the crucifix. I saw Jesus on the cross. Right. And, and I knew right then, he this is us. God's love. I didn't even know the Bible said that, for this is the love of the Father that he sent his son. And God so loves the world, he sent his son to die on the cross, that. that the very love of God, I mean, he, he showed us the love. And, he, and he, every human on earth has been shown the love. Why is that a mystery to talk about? It's good. Like conference after conference after conference. Isn't it more important that we sit down and talk about how do we love him? It's good. How, isn't it more important to teach you? How do you respond to this love? How do you respond to this love? You know? Yeah. It seems like, seems like we have settled for like following him and being like him is really hard. Yeah. And it's going to yeah. take your whole life to, to even like scratch the surface of that. And it seems like in the West, Maybe we've settled for, instead of being like him, maybe we'll just know a lot about him. Oh, that's good. What do you think? Of, like, mm -hmm. is that off the mark? That's really real. I think that that kind of made me gasp almost as much wow, as Steve when, Steve when Steve said uh, he's an odd duck. That made me gasp, too. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, amen. I, she maybe, said, amen. Maybe I'm an odd duck. Yeah. No, I think that's fabulous. <laughs> I had to get that in there because it was just like he, he lobbed me a softball. Um, but <laughs> that is exactly it. We have spent our time knowing about him and you know i mean that's a generalization too but i think the head knowledge and knowing about him is not knowing him you know you can know all the facts about me and not know anything about me mm. how i operate or anything so um i believe that's that was a really cool statement really true and mm. i agree with that and it's like my journey is to be in his likeness you know I'm, i was thinking as you were talking max that uh I think this is a quote from Billy Graham or a thought, but here's a man who poured his life out. It looks like he would look like he was in his likeness for all of his days, had all these incredible, um, what's it, what do they call those those things he had, all those big, huge... Crusades. Yeah, crusades, oh, yeah. that's the word. Um, and at the end of his life, he said, I wish I had given more time to Jesus. And you're like, really? Really, you? You, yeah. you know, I mean, it's if I have one regret, I wish I would have given more life, my life to Jesus. And I think... He said, I, I wish I had had more to give. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Is that what he said? Yeah. Yeah. So um, you're, you could be the fact checker. <laughs> well, no, that's kind of what you said. It's just, it's just, you said so he, he even wanted more, even though I gave most of what I, know, I had, I wish I could give more, but I wish I even could have had more because they were talking about his, his kids complaining hmm. that he was gone a lot. Yeah. He oh, says, well, it. I really do you regret that. Well, no, because I was gone a lot serving the king and my kids have to understand that. Hmm. And I only wish I'd had more, uh, more to give to him. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's, that's, anyway, that was it. Yeah. That's, it's, in his likeness is like so beautiful. It's like, it's like the response to the cross. The father, and we talked Sunday about this incredible love of being born a baby. Mm -hmm. This choice, this whole journey being born a baby and growing to become a man to to minister to this country, fulfill all these hundreds of prophecies they've been waiting for, demonstrate to them he's exactly who God said he would be, but not who they thought he would be. Mm. Had knowledge. And so they missed him. Lots of them, most of them missed him. 
while he lived this incredible existence, did this horrid torture on the cross, phenomenal resurrection, and demonstration to them, and then the ascension into heaven, and all those things, and they had that in front of them. Now, what we are supposed to do now, the Holy Spirit's come, made his home in us. We are the temple of the living God. Now, how do you respond to that? Mm -hmm. And in his likeness is the response that he is requiring and requesting and looking for That's good. that you live your life. It's not a, it's not a life of works. It's a life of love and, and not a life how we define love. You and I define love and we, we have so many it's crazy sweet. definitions. You know, I like to use the one where you get up in the morning with coffee and you say, I love my coffee. Your dog runs up, you say, I love my dog. You, you, you look out at your view. I love my view. What a, I, I, I love my life, all those things. And then you say to your wife, I love you. My kids, <laughs> I love you. And so we use the same word to describe everything from coffee to dogs to everything. But it's not our demonstration or our definition of love that he's looking for in response to that story. Born, born a baby, the whole thing back to all the way to ascension into heaven through the cross. And what's our response to that? We love you. Well, how do you, what, what does that mean? <laughs> Whatever he says it means so is good. the only thing that matters. Hmm. And he said, if you want to know who loves me? Obeys me. The one who obeys me, the one who follows me, the one who becomes like me. It's, it's just so clear that the call of Jesus Christ is to love him and love the Father. If you love me, my Father will love you and he will send you. I mean, it's just incredible in John 13 and 14 what he says about loving him. Ask anything in my name. See, that's the one I'm going after mm -hmm. and, and haven't had. I ask a lot, but I don't get everything. I don't get anything. But I'm looking to be that kind of a son, that kind of a bondservant, that kind of a, 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 a sold-out lover of God but not what I call love. I honestly believe I'd die for my wife. I'd lay my life down for my children and my grandchildren. I'd step in front and take their punishment. I absolutely believe I would do that. But I wouldn't for my dog, my coffee, my lawn, my view. I wouldn't die for those things. And, and just the what is love, you know? Would you lay down your life for Jesus Christ? Would you Good. give your life into serving him? Would you give your life to the educational process of becoming like him? The, the, the try and failure, the, 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 the three steps forward, two steps back sometimes, where you go the wrong way and got to come back and say, I blew it again, Lord. Can you, can you help me again? Mm. And he takes you forward. And it's just, Good. this is the response to the cross. You got the whole story, man. Again, from birth to ascension. It's such a miraculous, phenomenal story of love. History. And then, so it's for every human being. It's not just for me. Well, that was, that was my question, because I, I think I grew up thinking that, that this was like, this, what we're talking about is like the extra credit for Christianity. That's like, good. I can be a Christian, but then there's those people who are really trying to be like Jesus, and yeah. they kind of annoy us, yeah. because they're, it's like they're going for extra credit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's if you good. read Revelation, and you really read Jesus' words, that's oh, the problem, is we'll take a worship song read by, written by someone we don't even know who gives us theology, and we'll make our theology fit a worship song that we like the way it sounds. Hmm. And we'll ignore, and it'll be in direct contradiction of Jesus, okay. or, and we will, we will believe the song over the words. He says... He who overcomes to the end. Well, guess who overcame to the end? He who, he who perseveres to the end. Guess who persevered to the end? Jesus. 
I mean, he makes it so clear there's this journey to the end. It's not an altar where you do a 20-second prayer and it's done. It's not where you just state a set of facts. I believe in Jesus Christ. I do believe he died on the cross. That doesn't do it. It's not extra credit. It's life-giving It's over. the only way a man is saved is that he followed Jesus to his last days. And following Jesus is defined by in his likeness. Mm. And, 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 and the only way you can know you are saved is if you know you love him by his definition of love, not yours. Wow, that's good. Not the very, not the, not the, I love my coffee version, not the, I love days like this, or I love, you know, I love this dress. No, you love him the way he wants to be loved, which is obedience and following and learning. And, Works. you know, this is, this is the love of the father. He sent Jesus to die on the cross. So he loves everybody. But not everybody will be saved. Mm. So God's love is not good enough for that. It, it doesn't get you saved. It offers you salvation. Mm. Salvation comes through receiving the love of the Father. And that receiving comes from an obedience to the command of loving God. Love the one he sent and love one another as I have loved you. And it's defined in the Bible as I'm loving him by loving you. By his definition of love, not my coffee one mm-hmm. or my dog one. Yeah. But his ver- what he means by love. This is the love of the Father. This is how your Father loves you. How do we know he loves us? He sent Jesus to die on the cross. They're all there in the Bible. I'm quoting four different scriptures. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. This is his love. And this, this is offered, but it doesn't make you saved. Mm. Believing in it accepting it responding and acting upon it this makes you you're the if you love him my assurance of my salvation how i know i'm saved is i'm going to run full blast to the finish line and how i define that is i i know i love him and i am assured i am going to love him through thick and thin i know i will be saved because i will love him to the last day you're going to try to be more like him Every day. And and that's the journey. Loving him is becoming like him. Yeah. Loving him is, he said, you know, as he said, well, you see me, the things you see me do, you do. That's right. And even greater things than those you do. It's imitation. It's, it's being what he was. It's little Christ on the earth, little anointed ones on the earth. It is so clear. Hmm. So clear. It cannot be argued. And yet. We, in in 21st century here this this time I, I don't hear much I don't hear much of this being said and and yet I do hear a few and I'm hearing more and more more and more Facebook posts more and more bumper stickers more and more worship songs are standing are they're starting to say these things and I just I'm so thankful the Lord mm-hmm. the Lord is so good to bring us when we get all screwed up and off center He brings us back to center by having this kind of a word told to us someone lets the Holy Spirit speak through them and it's God saying come to me understand what i'm telling you anyone who hears what i'm telling you knows i'm loving you but he who acts upon it is the one whose feet are on the rock or on a Mm -hmm. firm foundation and the storms of life won't knock you down and this is this i mean it couldn't be more clear that it's loving him imitation is loving him loving him is imitation 
become like him, what would Jesus do right now? What would Jesus say right now? And if I believe he lives in me, I can close my eyes and say, what would you say? And I can feel his voice. I actually can feel him speaking. Hmm. I know, oh, you're, this is what you're saying. Then I can alone lend my voice to what he wants to say. Use me. Here, you can have my mouth. Go ahead and speak to Max. Speak to these people on the radio and on this podcast. Uh, and just let him speak. Hmm. And he, it is mar- it's wonderful and marvelous to behold when you want to be like him and you want to let him act through you so that people see Jesus in you. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, when you're talking about, hmm. so I was thinking Jesus says, I'm, I am the, the narrow road, right? And the yeah. narrow gate. And if we, if we just think about um, like, okay, well, I'm saved the minute I, I say I believe this set of facts or I pray this prayer, it's almost like, we know there's a road and we're not going to walk it, but we're just happy there's a road or yeah, good. You opened the gate for me. Thanks. You know, most I'm not going to walk through it. Right. Most of these theologies are being paid in advance. It's like you're told you're paid in advance. The rest of your life is okay. No matter what you do. Wow. <clears throat> and it doesn't matter. Even if you intend to, even though Paul said, if you intend to sin, there's no forgiveness for you. You have to, you have to do what you don't want to do. It has to be a sin that you did not want. You, like, I don't want to do this. Oh crud. I did it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying so hard not to do it. It has to be a sin that you regret, that you didn't, you know, that you're, you're tempted into, not one that, hey, I'm going to do this and just ask for forgiveness. It's in Romans 6. Do what I want to do and what I don't want to do. So it's like they, they, they say because you went to an altar, you're paid in advance. Nothing can, do, nothing can take you out of it. Nothing you can do to lose it. And it's like, this is so crazy. I, I don't want to be paid in advance. Even if that is true, which, hey, I don't know everything. But even if that is true that I was saved back then and I don't I never had to think like this, I hate being paid in advance. I do I I've worked for I you know I I've just built lots and lots and lots of houses and done lots and lots and lots of jobs. And for recession times you got to work for customers and in big times you build things and sell them, right? So mm-hmm. you you don't have a lot of customers until you're done. But it's inevitably someone tries to pay you in advance and it's like, "Oh my gosh, don't give me that money." Hmm. I will fail you if you give me that money. Mm-hmm. You pay me in advance, it just becomes an uphill battle to finish your job and do it right. Mm-hmm. It's so much better to you keep the money under your mattress. I don't care. Let me get done. I'll, I want, I'll be like waiting for you to look at it because I want you to be dazzled. I want to get put everything right. I want every imperfection fixed. I want it to look really good for your inspection. And then I want to be proud while you go get the money and pay me without argument. Mm-hmm. I know that a well, a good job, well, well rewarded. And in, in most Christian beliefs is you're paid in advance. And I mean, I would have no incentive to live right or care whether the people around me are, are punished or not. You're going to go to hell or not. I, I'm, I'm not. It sucks to be you. Yeah. But the incentive is the straight and narrow. Mm-hmm. The thing about the straight and narrow, the only thing I have to worry about is, I, am I on the straight and narrow? Is rock? my eye on the plot prize? Am I heading towards the narrow door? Am I going to overcome to the end? Well, I am because I'm going to love him to the end. Christianity that is 100% based on the Father's love. People just fall away from faith like crazy and live immoral lives. Christianity based on loving him his way through obedience, righteousness, but, but they see a lot of times they forget kindness, goodness, love, self-control, mercy, forgiveness. So if I'm going to love him the way he wants to be loved, I'm going to practice 
all those things, mercy and kindness. Think of a world where people practice joy unspeakable and peace that passes understanding. Goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. I mean, think of that being the outcome of love, the, 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 the expression of love. What would the world be like instead of Christians with sour faces judging? Mm. I'm going to be like God, and he judges, so that's the part I chose to be like. <laughs> no, be like God and be merciful and kind and good, the fruit of the Holy Spirit living inside of you. Can you imagine if we all majored on the straight and narrow being the fruit of the Holy Spirit, letting him live through you? Let the world see Jesus through the Holy Spirit living in you. Can you imagine what the world would be like today? Instead of what it is like, I mean, it's just a, mm. uh, the battle we face. I mean, Jesus got rejected too, and he was filled with the Holy Spirit. But can you imagine what the world would be like with a whole, uh, in America, 110 million little Jesuses living in the straight and narrow, trying to love God through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the fruit of the Spirit being demonstrated, being a giver, not a taker, being a cheek turner, not a spear chucker, you know, mm. just. Going the extra mile. It's just crazy yeah, what the world would be like. I know our world here at the Father's House is like a little bubble of just really good friends, lovers. Everybody's trying to go to everybody's birthday party, and it must be exhausting because I can't do it at my age. But there's birthday. There are three and four birthday parties every there's day. Or Especially in March. in March. March has more Sorry. than yeah, a yeah. lot, you know. And it's just, what a bubble of love. Someone called it the Jesus bubble here. And I just, I just got this big smile on my face. They may have meant it offensively, I don't know. <laughs> but I took it as such a compliment, you know. Yeah. The Jesus bubble, heck yeah, man. In our little bubble, we have so much love. But we're responsible to love the people outside the bubble, the least of these. Sure. Now, this is what being like Jesus is all about. Good. Mm. I think, um, too... I was thinking as Steve was talking, that was that was a great recap of just living in his likeness. And I see Steve was really filled with the Holy Spirit as he was talking. I kind of don't even know if I need to add anything to it. But what I, the only thought I was having was God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he is, if you read the God of the Old Testament, he said he's the same, right? And he is no joke in the Old Testament. But for some reason in the New Testament, we take him as kind of a joke. We feel like, like you said, if there's just, you can just ask him into your life and then just go on about your life and not even care about what he says. Uh, and it's like the extra credit you said, you know, it's, it's, it's like, well, there's, there, I'm a Christian, but then there's Christians mm -hmm. who, super Christians. Yeah, super Christians who just take it to the extreme. They're fanatical, they're extreme, whatever. And I just, um, I think I want to really take him at his word. I kind of want to read. I want to read the Old Testament to find out who he, he is, because he's the same. But because of Jesus, the the, co the covenant changed uh, to grace and mercy. But that doesn't mean just namby pamby grace and mercy. And I just you, you can just do whatever you want. I'm going to look at the way God looked at sin in the Old Testament, and then, like we said a few weeks ago, we have to look at Ananias and Sapphira in the New Testament, and and the things that Jesus said were very very thought provoking and very firm. Jesus was very firm about how he wants you to live and be in his likeness. Mm -hmm. He he wasn't that little weak guy. He really said some very tough ways, and it's very clear how he wants you to live, to be in his likeness. So that's the only thing I was thinking is that the you're looking at the whole Bible, you know, which is what we do. It's God's God's word. It's like 
he is he's the same yesterday today and forever he just doesn't change but he sent his son Jesus and I don't think it's just so that we can just know about him like you said and not know him Hmm. and I last week it was who is God and and I laughed I said I think that's I think it's kind of a funny question because I don't think anybody really knows who God is but I want to read the words of Jesus and act upon him and I don't want to dismiss any more words. And I give me the extra credit. I want to go the extra mile. Give me the extra credit. Give me the extra anointing. Give me the extra love. Give me give me everything that he said. I want extra of it. Mm-hmm. So Well, Just, I guess if, if it is extra credit, then uh, the worst case scenario for us is we get the extra credit. Absolutely. But if we're wrong, and that's just normal baseline Christianity is this radical oh stuff in the New Testament, then then we, we're going to still make it, right? We'll still... If we're if we are going that extra mile, if we're doing the extra credit, what we think of as extra Correct. credit, that's us actually just doing what's expected of us following Him, being mm-hmm. like Him, right? Yeah. So how do you get started, Vicky? Like, so we, you know, this is where I started. I was that guy who thought, okay, well, I'm I'm fine. I am a I'm I call myself a Christian. I've made it right, yeah. and uh, and now I'm just going to, you know, live my life. And then I realized, okay, well, maybe this this extra stuff is actually the start line, not the finish line. It's and uh, and so, where do people start who are like me in that? I think they start again. They just start reading the Gospels in yeah. context: Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I, I would turn off all the noise of everything else. I would turn off your favorite preacher. All, you know, a lot of people at home they and they listen to everybody in the radio, including Put all us. your books away. That throw your reading. books away. Throw you just for a while, for a season. Let no one speak into your life but Jesus. But Jesus, mm-hmm. and just start because you, when you came, you kind of heard something that kind of tickled your ears. Like this, this is kind of weird. You know, even listening to every week on the Common Truth, people are like, "Well, that's kind of weird." You know, but it's like I would study show yourself approved and I would just turn off all the noise and just listen to Jesus and read the words and let them in, go d- deep into your spirit and don't disregard anything he says. Mm. Don't say, well, that's for so-and-so and that's for so-and-so. You know, read them in context and let the Holy Spirit talk to you. And I would re- actually read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John four times in a row. That's all I would read. And the confusion will start going and, and then you'll say, oh my goodness, I think this is a baseline of Christianity. I don't think it's extra credit. I think it's it's a relationship. It's it's a walking. It's it's like no runner gets his prize unless he runs across a finish line. That's our life, in my opinion. You're not going to get the you're not going to get the reward like Steve said before you build the house. You're going to get it after you're done. And you start reading these things, and you're like, this is starting to make a lot of sense. Hmm. And I think I was wrong. I think my my theology is wrong, and I want Jesus's theology. I don't. I want to study to show myself approved. I don't want to take your word for it or Steve's. I want to know the truth because he said it'll set me free. And as you read and you open your heart and say, I want to know the truth and it's Jesus, I think I think that's a phenomenal baseline to begin at. Yeah. Hmm. Would you agree? I bet yes, I would. That's really good. I, I you know, ask, like every Wednesday I meet with 60. You know, on Fridays we have 90 people in our team, you know, our, our full-time ministry team. We, we, you know, we ask questions about, did you ever have a Christianity? It doesn't work. In, you called yourself a Christian and it just didn't work. Yeah. Mm. You were confused. You were unhappy. It didn't produce any of the, of the things you, you, you said it produced. And a hundred percent of people raise their hand. I don't care where I'm at. If I ask that question, it That's doesn't right. matter the crowd. They raise their hand. Now I can tell you for me, I wouldn't be raising my hand at that question. 
and my wife Vicky wouldn't be raising her hand. From the day we met him, we've had a Christianity that worked in terms of nurturing us through joy and peace and goodness and desire and obedience and love. And we haven't been perfect. We've needed an awful lot of grace. Oh boy! Mm. But we were in the straight and narrow, and 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 we're and we have an intention to do right. And the intention to do right when we do wrong, and we're not right when we're not quite there, when we misunderstand all these things. There's just such grace in this contract, this mercy and grace contract with Jesus. It's whether or not you're trying or not, but what, what happens is we get them to read the Gospels, and we really have a, a studied sense of, of this is the most important thing on earth, to read the Gospels. And also, at the end of doing that, I think 100% of people say, I didn't have a Christianity anything like Jesus right. described. Hmm. Mine didn't have any of this stuff. This isn't for us today, is it? Hmm. That, they'll say stuff like that. Yeah. But the final outcome of their, 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 you know, wrestling through it is, I don't think, I don't think I was a Christian. I was saved. Reading Jesus, I found, he he said so many places, if you are my disciple and if you follow me and what you should do. And I'm like, well, I don't do any of those things. Hmm. Well, how could you be a Christian if that's what love, if loving him is, is what receives grace. If you love me, my father will love you. And what, what are we going to, you know, what are they going to do? It's like, well, I'm going to have to understand this. A vast majority stay for the second level because the first level reveals to them, <laughs> man, I didn't know nothing. I thought I, I, I was, they come arrogantly. I, hey, I know. What are you going to teach me that's new? And also they go, well, I, a million things because I didn't know anything. I don't know what I, what was I studying? What was I doing? Where did I get this worldly view, this fleshly carnal view of Christianity? They all, everybody, I mean, I, I imagine you had that revelation. I don't know, but they, they, a lot of times they stay around for the second time. Cause how do I put this into action? And level two is putting it into action out yeah. here. You know, get, let's get out and get it moving. Let's take what he taught us. What we had you do for six months and put it into action out here. And I mean, some of these people, I mean, I can speak of a few guys um, like they, they're just so born again. They mm. came to us from a lifetime of Christianity and they raised their hand. It didn't work. And now it's, is your life the best it's ever been? Yeah. yeah. When did that, what, what caused, what I've learned about Jesus Amen. and responding to him, my life's mm. the best it's ever been. Do you have any money? Oh no, I'm broke. <laughs> do, what do you have? Do you have a nice car? No, no, actually I came, I haven't been able to get one yet. Like, do you have a beautiful woman in your life? Do you have a, you know, are you, have you fallen in love with someone and you're getting married or you're already married? What's, I mean, what's happened? I learned what Jesus said a Christian was and I decided to go all in. So many of them. And it's like pretty close to a hundred percent. I mean, I just, I don't even, I don't want to say that, but it's pretty close to a hundred percent who dive in and just are smacked Mm -hmm. in the face by the truth and we tell them the goal is to become like him. Amen. Well, this is pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. And, it's a lifelong and, pursuit. Well, yeah, but it's not, it's not impossible, and you don't have to do it perfect. You're going to be all the way there tomorrow. You just got to get on the road and start your journey. Mm-hmm. Let's, just, let's just start going and see what, let's see what he can do in life. If we just live our life loving him. Good morning, Jesus. I love you. And just, hey, I'm yours. Lead me. Show me. And watch. Whose life's the best it's ever been? On Friday morning, it's, you know, like every single person in the room. Mm. On Wednesday morning, every single person in the room. Go to church on Sunday morning, 
every single person in the room that's doing it. My life's the best it's ever been because we started listening to Jesus and just trying to apply that to our life, be more like him every day, and then worship him from a point of view that he's in me, not out of me. Mm. He's not out there. He's right here with me. He's right in me. He is out there, but he's out there right here and in me. It's crazy that he, he wants us to follow him and be like him. But without him doing it through us, it wouldn't even be possible, right? Correct. Absolutely, like he's, he's ridiculously like, hey, be impossible. like me, and uh, I'll 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 be like me for you. <laughs> just yeah. just help let me, Jesus, right? help me. It's and so, a lifelong it's so pursuit. crazy. How do we yeah. get that? Yeah, there's like, just there's just the such privilege. a joy and a peace in it. There's just things that intangibles where you just suddenly I'm just so dang happy. Hmm. Hmm. Amen. And I have crappy things going on all around me. But I just, it doesn't affect me. It's, it's like, I, I would rather they weren't there, but I just, I have joy through it. And it'll, it'll, it's going to straighten out. It's, we're going to be okay. Shouldn't we just trust Jesus? Why don't we All just right. trust him? That's great. Well, uh, thank you guys so much. That's really good. Really good. I think, um, I think a it. lot of people need to hear that. So if you're listening out there, maybe you've been listening for a long time and haven't shared the uncommon truth with somebody Go ahead and do that. It's really easy. You can go to UncommonTruthPodcast.com. Or if you're listening on the radio, you can go to TheUncommonTruthPodcast.com. It's different. Just trust me. And send that to one of your friends. That's right. And uh, they, they can see this episode, listen to it. Maybe there's somebody who just really wants to love Jesus and they don't even know how. Where to begin. And they're, they're hitting their head against a wall. They want to follow him, but they have a Christianity that doesn't work. Give them that that link, theuncommonpodcast.com, and send them our way. We'd love to love to have more listeners. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, Apple, 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 right, Vicky? Apple, Apple, Apple. If you're listening there and you want to leave a review, please five do. star review, or, or give us a, a little bit of a comment, that just boosts us up. Um, I noticed we are we are in the top like 25 podcasts in Norway. Wow, because Rebecca of our Carlson, Rebecca is listening, we miss you. So. I guess there's not a lot of people listening uh, to Rebecca, podcasts in Norway, we love you. that's awesome her, her listening got us up in the, the i told her to there, go back so. and do that i said make sure you like introduce us to norway yeah, yeah. so we go miss, ahead and do we that. miss rebecca and, and we we definitely do thanks for listening back and uh, shout out to angela brown we didn't sing today but we love you well yeah we could we could sing but yeah, that, we'll why? do that for another time yeah but I will say uh, a, a an Irish farewell Go ahead. for St. Patrick's Day. Cade Mil Mahogan. That's 100,000 goodbyes so, and 100,000 thanks. Look at Bye. you, Mr. Irish man. All right. Thank you, guys. God bless you, guys. You've been listening to The Uncommon Truth. Thank you so much for making us a part of your podcast routine. We really hope you enjoyed our conversation today and would love to get your feedback. You can tell us what you think about today's show at UncommonTruthPodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch to ask questions for Steve and Vicki or suggest a subject you'd like to hear covered. Either way, we'd love to feature your comments on an upcoming episode. If you're new to the show or just haven't done so yet, please take a moment to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps push the show up the charts so more people can find us. If you know someone who would enjoy the types of conversations that happen on The Uncommon Truth, click share on the podcast app of your choice or send them to uncommonpodcast.com. Until next time, have a great week and keep running after Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be.